Um, we've been studying on the Holy Spirit, and um, for I think about a couple of weeks now, we've been looking at the things that matter to the Spirit. Someone say the things that matter to the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the the point of that? What do we mean by the things that matter to the Holy Spirit? We've been learning that the Holy Spirit is a person. Is that correct? Right? We've been learning that the Spirit is a person. And if the Holy Spirit is a person, please permit me, I'm just um, letting my laptop load. If the Holy Spirit is a person, then it means that we want to know, if you want to know a person, you want to know the things that matter to them. Is that correct? If anybody's going to build relationship with you, they have to be able to have consideration for who you are. Is that correct? Okay. So, I've been looking at that. Last week, I spent time talking about one of the things that really matters to the spirit. And I could see the, um, the power in the house on order, <laughs> basically. I, we talked about how order matters to the spirit. And we looked at very important details about order. And we, we, one of the things that we really try to establish is that um, order is, is honor to who God is. Okay, the level to which I organize my life in response to my relationship with God shows the level of my honor for God. Wow. Can I say that again? The level to which I organize my life in response to my relationship with God, right, shows me the degree of my honor for God. Does that make sense? So a simple example is, I'm doing this again so that we can, a simple example is this, is if, if you're about to receive a president in your house, there's a way that you set up your house. Does that make sense? There's a way that you, there's a, there's a, there's a level of hosting that you do. A level of hosting that you do. So we looked at order in that light. And one of the things I couldn't touch last week Basically, I said that order, order is firstly about learning due principles, okay? For me to move in order, I must learn the due principles, the ways of God, number one. Then I also said that order is also about organization and structure. And then the third thing I didn't touch on as much is that order is also about accountability. Does that make sense? So um, without without order, right, there cannot be accountable, accountability. You don't know what, you, like, order literally allows you to account for your life. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So if, you don't, if we don't have structure in our lives, if we don't have order in our lives, we can use our time anyhow. We can use our resources anyhow. We can use our energy anyhow. Does that make sense? Basically, we can spend our lives. You know, we just don't spend money. <laughs> yeah, we can spend our lives. We can spend our emotions anyhow. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So order is also about accountability. But today, I want to touch something different. I want to talk about another thing that matters. Is everybody in the house? The house is quiet. Are we in the house? Yeah, okay. This is GN Church, right? Okay, right. Okay, so the, the, the one I want to talk about today, things that matter to the spirit is unity. Someone say unity. Yeah, this is one of the things that matters to the Holy Spirit. So 
Um, we're going to go right into it. My laptop is taking long. I'll use my phone. Unity. Psalm 133 from verses 1 to 3. Psalm 133 from verses 1 to 3. The Bible says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers or brethren dwell together, dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mounts of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded his blessing forevermore. The Bible says, it says how good. Someone say good. Someone say pleasant. Yeah, it says it is good and pleasant when brethren dwell together in unity. The Bible shows that it produces a freshness. Right? It produces a flow. Huh? It brings a fragrance. It says it is like the oil that flowed from the head of Aaron to all the parts of his body. Now, that, that imagery there is just letting us know that one of the things that unity does is that unity allows a complete flow of God's spirit. So, I say unity allows a complete flow of the spirit of God. Yeah. So... When we say unity in, in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse from verses 1, the Bible shows us that the church, they were in one place, in one accord. They were not just in one place, <laughs> right? They were not just in one place. They were in one place, in one accord. And the Bible says that there was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Scripture takes time to show us the context in which, as we studied last week, that one of the first contexts that the Holy Spirit found expression was in the order of the church as they ordered their leadership element. The next big thing we see is that one of the key factors of the expressions of the Holy Spirit was the concept of their oneness. So, these attributes, we're not just reading them. This is showing us that these are things the Holy Spirit likes. He likes order, Right? But then he loves oneness. He loves unity. So how do I define unity? Right? Now, um, you would, you, I, I would say these basic definitions, but also give us you know, some, some pictures. So when we say unity, I wanted to break it down into some simple words. Right? Words like harmony. Someone say harmony. Yeah. Words like synergy. Right? Harmony, synergy, words like togetherness. Someone say togetherness. Aha. Uh -huh. Not the spirit of YOLO, so because YOLO, me, myself, and I. <laughs> uh -huh. He loves togetherness. Okay? Another one is agreement. I'm giving you words that can make you understand unity. Huh? Agreement. Another big one is oneness. Ooh. Oneness. Oneness. Yeah. Then these ones, these, these are just like, you know, like, you know, sub, not substitutes, but they're just on the side. Right? These are, these are words that I wanted to say. It's being in rhythm. Being in rhythm. Another one is being in sync. 
Does that make sense? I wanted to break that word unity down for us. So those are words, those are concepts that we can, we can relate with when it comes to unity. Right? But from the believer's standpoint, I'm going to talk about three categories or three angles on unity for us as believers. Number one is oneness with the Holy Spirit. Oneness with the Holy Spirit. Are we together? Okay. Number two is oneness with fellow believers. Oneness with fellow believers. And then if I can get to number three, because that, that itself is a message, right? Is oneness with leadership. Oneness with leadership. Right? These are three angles on unity that the Holy Spirit loves. But the first one, oneness with the Spirit. Now, what is, what is oneness with the... There is, there, is, there is being in unity or being united with the Spirit of God. There is that type of unity. Now, what, 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 what does this look like? What is unity with the Spirit? Now, one of the basic things that we must never cease to relate to is the finished works of Christ because that is where everything proceeds from. And if we, I keep saying this, if we don't understand the legal works of Christ, we, I, have to keep, I have to keep doing this because I know, like, people, yeah, I heard that last week, but I'm like, yeah, but have you become it? Does that make sense? Have you become it? So it's a framework, right? The, 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 the thing about apostolic teaching, and what I mean by that is this, is that we are, we are building. We're not just communicating. Does that make sense? So everything that we're teaching, all the concepts must relate. So when we talk about the unity of the spirit, what is the unity of the spirit? Now, the unity of the spirit begins with my now position as a result of believing in Christ. Please stay with me. You will hear this, but it, it would take, when I say it would take time, I'm not saying that it's going to take you years, but for, you, for it to form, become something, you know, for it to become something you can use for life, you have to hear it over and over again. You know, you can hear words that you've not learned to use them yet. Uh-huh. Where you, the, the point that you get to learn to use what you've heard is when you've, you've understood it. So that's why you have to hear it again and again. Okay. So the unity of the Spirit begins with the result of my now position in Christ. So I'll give you an example. The Bible says, watch this now. It says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Right? He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. In, 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 um, in the context that, uh, this is I think 1 Corinthians, in the context that Paul was speaking at that time, he was talking about um, fornication. Right? And he says, hey, do you not know, uh, in, the, in one of the contexts Paul was speaking one time, he was talking about fornication. And he was saying that, do you not know that anybody that joins themselves to a harlot becomes one with that harlot? 
So they're all, they're all different kinds of unity. <laughs> They're all different kinds of one, oneness. But the Bible shows us that it's possible for a person to become one with another person. Do you see that? But in the similar way, he says anyone that is joined to the Lord is one. Now, what does it, what does it mean to be joined to the Lord? That's a question. So that means there is in Christ there is a uniting with God. Ooh. Does that make sense? Come on, are we together? Yeah. That when, we, when we have enough cameras in this church, I'm going to start walking about more. <laughs> yeah. Because I, lo I love us to grow in these things. Huh? So he that is joined to the Lord. When you read that, don't rush it. Ask yourself, what does it mean to be joined? Is it, is it, it, did God use a full stick? He's only done that full stick. Uh, did he use super glue to join us? What does it mean to be, you know, super glue? So you go, okay, you know, Gen Z is now, you know, they just buy new things, you know. <laughs> when, when I was younger, when I ripped my shoes, when David rips his shoes, we go and buy new shoes. When I was younger, uh, we had something called a shoemaker, not waymaker. You know what a shoemaker is? This person will come, and even if your shoe is, is wider than the divide of the Red Sea, <laughs> eh? they will get this everlasting glue and glue it together and they will patch it they will use nails to patch no, no. depending on the state of your shoe how bad it is they will use nails they will use thread and they will use gum <laughs> that's how we know that your case was really bad some of you can't relate to that look at me like Ew. right what does it mean to be joined to the Lord that's a question I don't read the Bible religiously. I don't assume when I read the Bible. If it doesn't make sense to me, it doesn't make sense. Like God is in heaven, am I joined to him? What does it mean to be joined to the Lord? Now, the concept of being joined to the Lord is the same concept of marriage. Does that make sense? It's the same concept of marriage. When a man and a woman get married, they are legally joined together. Right? Essentially, they are one. Does that make sense? Right? They have the same name, the same son name. Does that make sense? Right? Sometimes they would have joint accounts. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. So it's the same concept. Now, that concept in scripture is reflected in the concept of the church. This is where I'm going. The concept of marriage uh, is also the concept of the church. So when we're called the bride of Christ, because we've been hearing these, we were born with these words, so it doesn't mean anything to us sometimes. See my point? Yeah, what, things that you hear casually. There's, it's almost like, yeah, body of Christ, bride of Christ. Yeah, like, yeah, in Christ. <laughs> right? It's the, same, it's the same concept. For example, now, in the context of marriage. Now, ladies, don't shoot me. They all seem to, apart from ladies, they're all on this side. So, in the concept of marriage, for example, the Bible says that the woman was made for the man. 
<laughs> okay, we discussed that, didn't we? <laughs> Again. Right, the woman was made, did we discuss that culture night recently? Yeah. The woman was made for the man. Right? Now, that's, that's in the context of marriage. This is what I'm saying. Not every woman was made for me. I remember there was this, this time, like, uh, we, I, I, there was someone we were looking after who was in Filling World, and I was working with one of her friends. And one of her friends was so, like, she was into this thing of, like, women can preach, women have to cover their hair every second. Da, 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 da. So we'll be together, and every time we wanted to pray, she would say, because I'm the man, I should pray. I'm like, one day you will hear prayer you don't want to hear. Huh? Okay? So it's in the context of marriage. So we know that because... God took Eve out of Adam. So Adam was the pattern. Eve is the expression. Do you see that? Now, here, here's where I'm going. Don't worry about your husband and like what he looks like and whether like you were made after that. That's, don't worry about that. Here's my main point. My main point is this. My main point is that as we see that when God wanted to bring Eve out of Adam... He put Adam to sleep. When he wanted to bring the church into expression, Jesus died. Right? So from that point on, from the death, from the resurrection of Jesus, you know, when Adam woke up, Adam essentially woke up to a wife. When Adam was alone and he had not died, he didn't have a wife. Can you see? So guys... If you want a wife, die to self. The smile on the side of the room. On one side of the room. And I think the Bible is really serious. Husband, love your wives and lay down your life. So when he woke up now, okay, he woke up with a wife, with an expression. And the same thing with Jesus. When Jesus rose, he woke up with the church. So that means as Adam and Eve became one at Adam's, you might want to use resurrection. <laughs> okay? Or rising. Christ and the church became one. So that part of oneness Essentially, is the legal part of the oneness. So, the, okay, another way is this. So, for example, the concept of the body of Christ, huh? the concept of the body of Christ, when you read um, Paul's writing, when he's he was talking about intimacy, and he said that, he said, the, the man has no power over his own body, but his wife. And the woman has no power over her own body, but the husband. Now, th there's, a, there's a deep mystery there. The mystery there is that that means when he even comes to bodies, power is involved. Like authority is involved. So people can't be going sleeping with anybody. Because we're dealing with in the realms of authority. But I don't want to get into that. I'll save that for another day. But here's the point. So that means, watch this now. The, 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 the body of, of the of the wife belongs to the husband the body of the husband belongs to the wife so essentially we can say for example uh, 
keep your church mind, please. <laughs> okay, we can say, for example, that Lady B's body is mine. Right? My body is hers. So I can look at her and say, that's my body. Now, whoever wants to jump into the ocean, <laughs> I'm joking. No, don't, 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 don't do that. Right? Does that make sense? I can say, that's my body. Legally. In the same way, when we say we are the body of Christ, we're not just talking about um, an institution in terms of an organization. We're talking as though we are his physical body. Not, not in terms of, yes, our body is symbol of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? But we're talking in marital terms now. We're talking in covenant terms. Because body can mean many things. It can mean institution. It can mean organization. Right? But one of the, I hope, I'm, am I communicating? Right? But one of the major emphases of, of, of the body in, in the scriptures is used in that kind of marriage covenant element. Okay? And by the principles of marriage, the husband and the wife are the same body. Does that make sense? They are the same body by the principles of marriage. So now when it comes to the church, when we say we are the body of Christ, watch what's happening here. What's happening here is that we are one with Christ. Right? This is our, this is our illegal oneness. We are one with Christ legally. By virtue of believing in him, we become one with him. So, in 1 Corinthians, Paul is addressing the church on spiritual gifts. And then he says, we're going to come to that scripture. He says, as the body is one and has many parts. Huh? Okay, everyone turn your, turn your head to the left and to the right. Some of you guys don't want to do it. You're on the apostolic instruction. Uh -huh. Okay, so this is, this is your head. Okay, now move your feet. Move your feet. Okay, your head and your feet, are they all in the same, like, in the, in the same body? Did you leave your head at home and say, hey, uh, today, I don't want to use my head. <laughs> Definitely, I'm out of here. <laughs> right. Did you say, hey, you know, like, okay, mm, I really don't fancy my head today. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure about my elbow. Like, ah, let me just leave you at home. Right? Can you use one without the other? It's impossible, right? In the same way, we are the body of Christ. So Paul says, he says, as the body being one has many parts. Now watch what he said. He said, this is powerful. He said, so also is Christ. I love it. Now, he didn't say, as the body is one and has many parts, so also is the body of Christ. No, I mean, that would have been legitimate. But he wanted us to know the level of the oneness that we have in God. So he says, as the body huh, is one but has many parts, so also is Christ. So what he's doing here is that he's calling Christ, Jesus, the son of God plus his church. Uh-oh. Do you understand? 
right? What Paul's doing is he's calling Christ, the entirety of Christ. Uh, the, now, who Jesus, the Son of God, is, he's eternal. When we talk about Jesus, he's absolute, right? When we talk about Jesus, he's God, he's preeminent. There is none like him. When we talk about, when we talk about um, sonship, he say he's the Son of God. So there is that, and that's absolute, right? But in the full expression of Christ, Christ is the Son, the Head, plus his church. That is, that, that is who Christ is. I've preached on this so many times. You should remember this now. On the way to Damascus, or Damascus, when Paul was going to persecute, the Bible says that there was a sound from heaven, and a voice came and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute the church? No. Why do you persecute me? Why is he using me? Because what you do to his body, you do to him. Do you get that? So, you, you, I, I can't say this enough. This is like a building. You have to have this finished structure. Unlock. You have to. You have to. You have to. You, because every other, listen, if you don't, if you don't understand this, these things that have happened, and these are we're taking time to disciple, these things that happened in Christ, every other concept in the faith you will struggle with. So there is that legal oneness. You know what I mean by legal? You know what I mean by legal? There is that legal. When I use the word legal, I'm talking about the things that Jesus has done that are absolute. So when I am born again, I am baptized into Christ. I'm baptized into his body. I become one with him legally. So from there now, I now build my framework for learning oneness with the spirit. Because without understanding the legal oneness, huh, there's a strangeness. I don't, I don't have confidence in, in being one with the Holy Spirit. Because I don't have a basis. Come on, talk, talk back to me. Do you get my point? I don't have a confidence. I don't, I don't, the confidence that I get in being one with the Spirit in fact, the spirit is the one activating that oneness in me. In fact, what the Holy Ghost has come to do is to show that I am now one with God. Do you see that? It's to, it's to bear witness. So every time I act like I'm not one with God, I will not see the full expression of the Holy Spirit. The, what the Holy Spirit will be doing is trying to get me back to say, hey, you are now one with God. You are not different from, you are, you, does that, when I say you are one, I'm not saying that you are in the same rank with Jesus. He is not created. Does that make sense? But you're one in expression. He is the head, not just the head, but the head of the body. You get that? He's so he's my head. So even if 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 this all like if I want to if I want to how do I even what does what what does it what does this mean? Like if if I look at me for a second, what I just touching you know just this revelation alone, just this one, can can change your life. Just this one. You know why? Let me give you an example. Someone comes here and says, ah, you know, um, I saw that this 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 happened to you and that happened to you. Thank you very much. But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 
Huh? He that is joined to, I'm not saying that Satan didn't plan something, but he that is joined to the Lord. So, this is the point. The point is, the same, okay, now, everyone move your head again. I want to say touch here, but some of you wouldn't want to because, you know, you put too much cream on it. This it's okay. Okay, now, basically, okay, your head, right? Huh? Is the same, the life in your head, is it different from the life in your body? Is the is, 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 is life in your head different from the... Do, do, okay, does your head have its own life separate from your body? Is it the same life? Okay, if your head goes to KFC, can your body go... Can your, no, your head shouldn't go to KFC. Go, go to, like, you know, go to, like, veggie restaurants and, you know. Yeah. So if, if your head goes to, um, I don't know, Nando's, right? And your leg... Go, like, would your leg go to, I don't know, Crims? The coordination, my God, of the body and the head are the same. They're going in the same direction. Wherever Jesus is going is where I'm going. Wherever Jesus is, is where I am. No wonder the Bible says, I am seated with him in heavenly places. I don't have anywhere else to be seated because if he's the one determining and regulating how I live. Paul puts it this way. He says, our life is hid. I can't even preach my message today. Our, our life is hid with Christ in God. But you know, we can hear these things, but not live from that unity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, many times, we don't live from, from that unity. My job is to adjust my consciousness to this truth. You see that? Right? And, and, and you know, sometimes when you, ch when you preach like this, people think, oh, you're speaking Christianese. No, 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 no. This is in Jesus' realities. <laughs> and I'm laughing at Christianese. This is, this is in Christ's realities. Whatever is happening with the head is what's happening with the body. Oh, the Bible talks about growing up to him in all things. Ephesians 4. So that means our mission <laughs> it's to catch up with the head. Ooh. Yeah. So if the head is seated in heavenly places, of course. So that means that whatever is happening with the head is what's happening with the body. But the problem can just be my, my lack of alignment in, in thinking. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I. But Christ that lives in the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So this is, this is, this is the framework. We're just on the first one. <laughs> uh, uh, What's it on? Unity, unity with the Spirit. Okay, that's just all that. I come with all these notes and I don't know why I keep doing that. It's a bit unrealistic, but it's just good. Okay, right? So this is the first one. That the framework for unity in the Spirit is this, is this legal unity, just like legal fellowship. Do you see what I'm saying? Right? So you're cultivating, thinking as a believer, thinking as a believer, I'm not distant from God. Someone say, I'm not distant from God. Yeah, you say, I'm legally not out of sync with God. Do you see, that's how you build it. Any other ways works. Any other way is, is works. Any, if it doesn't come from believing, it is, it is not of faith. If it's not of faith, it is, it is not of grace. 
You wake up. You know, sometimes you wake up, you don't feel like you don't feel connected to God. What's that? I asked you, what is it, what's it like to feel married? <laughs> Does that make sense? You know if you're married, you know you're married. You, don't, you go beyond feelings. You know you're married, and then you choose what experience you have. So if, for example, you, you, you're married to someone, you woke up thinking, ah, I don't really feel married, so I don't think I can go out with this person. What's that? Does that make sense? What, ooh, what's the, what, what does the feeling have to do with? What does the feeling have to do with it? <laughs> There's a word at the back. I'm not receiving that prophecy, but um, okay. Does that make sense? So imagine you get married after all these years of courtship, running away from each other so you don't come in fornication. And then you wake up and say, I really don't feel married. No, you choose your experience by your truth. Does that make sense? So what is it of saying, I don't feel connected to God? No, you choose your experience. You choose to connect. I said you choose to connect. I said you choose to connect. Yeah. But if your choices are not informed, huh? does that make sense? If your choice, and how your choices informed spiritually, well, what Jesus has done. I can't get away from it. This is what the church does not know. We, we're preaching all, you see, you see, uh, the messages we preach in the body of Christ, they are, oh, there's a word I want to use, but people will understand. In Nigeria, we say patch, patch. Patch, patch means, eh? But what's, what's the English nice of saying patch, patch? Yeah. Huh? No, cover up is nice. It's patchwork. But it's like, Johnson, what's patch, patch? Huh? No, no, it's the revelation. Slap But you know when you do, yeah, you, you do a work that's not thorough. Huh? Yeah, like, 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 like a makeshift. So, makeshift. So, let's say something breaks. It's of you to fix it fully. You just use something to just hold it. That's how we deal in the church. In the church, we are patching the old man. <laughs> Telling the old man that it will be well. No, there is nothing good in the old man. You know about the old man? We're patching the man of sin that came after Adam. Patching, patching, preaching messages. Instead of us to, to tell you, hey, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. You come and you go, yeah, I'm just, I, I just think I'm finished. And then we'll not say a whole counseling session on, on stages of being finished and all that stuff. When we should rather teach you that you can't be finished. Because it is finished. <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, that's, that's a, but you can't be finished because Jesus has finished it. So the mentality of the believer is, is, is finished finishing it. <laughs> I don't know if you get that English, right? That's the mentality of the believer. The mentality of the believer is... Uh, if you be dead to self, and now you are risen with Christ, now your life is hid with Christ in God, therefore seek those things that are above. It's the higher life. It's the higher life. I, I, I give up on the rest of my notes. I'll continue next week. I'll just touch one. This is just oneness in the spirit I'm talking about. These are the things the Holy Ghost has come to bear witness to. The more you embrace these things, the more you see the witness of the Spirit. That's the simplicity. You see that? 
The more that you embrace. So what we're doing in the church, we're patching the old man. Instead of teaching people that, hey, listen, the new, the new person in Christ, uh, that new man. There's a new, say someone said, there's a new man in Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not like maybe God swiped your face. No, 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 no. Like, like, no, no, there's a new, there's a, there's a regenerated man. The, the result of Jesus dying, he, the Bible talks about that how he, he, he brought, uh, brought forth a new kind. He says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new species, a new kind. You see, that, that new kind is what we've not, we've not studied. That's why, that's why we struggle. We've not studied that new kind. That new kind is also called whatsoever is born of God. Eh? That new kind is what is called that which is born of the incorruptible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That new kind is what Jesus is describing when he says anyone that is born of the spirit is like wind. He says that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So in other words, anyone that's born of the spirit of God has the properties of the spirit of God by nature. I went into a lot of things. Here's my point. My point is, my point is very simple. Huh? The unity of the spirit begins because we understand that legal unity that is it's like legal fellowship it is that oneness the same life that's flowing from the head is the same life that's flowing from the body the same the destiny and the destination of the head is the destination of the church the destiny of christ is my destiny hey no wonder the bible says in romans chapter 8 it says, to, to, whom he, to whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that we may grow up to the head in all things. Someone say in all things. Yeah. This is the kind of message you should listen to over and over again. It will, it would, it will reset. It will, the, the things that you, you wake up feeling like, hey, I don't feel connected to God. You're like, no, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And then from there, I can now begin to practically exercise my oneness with the Spirit. So in simple terms, as I close, what is oneness with the Spirit? Right? Oneness with the Spirit is partnership with the Spirit. This is where I was going. But if I come to tell you about partnership, but I don't tell you about the legal oneness, you don't have a basis for building your partnership. Someone say oneness with the spirit is partnership with the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there is such a thing called partnership in Romans chapter 8. I close on this. I'll pick up next week. Paul was talking to the church about sonship. A number of Romans 8 is a preacher's text. There's so much is loaded, it's packed. Talking about sonship, that's 814's scripture. <laughs> talking about sonship. Okay. And he talks about how the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. But he says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We'll, we'll look at all of those terms in a diving. So everyone come to diving. Okay. Quick promo. All right. So now he says this. He says, if, now watch this. He says, the spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are the children. Because that means one, one of the things the Holy Spirit has come to do is to testify of this belonging to God element. 
So that means you cannot have the Holy Ghost correctly operating in, in we can't have the Holy Ghost correctly operating in us and we don't feel like we belong. All identity issues, my God, are taken care of in this thing with the Holy Spirit because he's come to me so that we are no longer orphans, the Bible says. So he says he bears witness with, with us so that we are the children of God. But this is not where the, the weight of this revelation uh, is not just that we are God's children. It says, if we are children, then heirs of God. Ha, ah, my God. So this was like it is a seminar. It says, the spirit has come to bear witness that we, are, that we belong to God. But the bigger picture is, if we are children of God, that means we are heirs of God. And then, but I wish that was where it stopped. <laughs> wow, my time. <laughs> he says, then joint heirs with Christ. You know, Satan doesn't want you to read the word. So you don't understand this. He says, because, remember we've been saying that sonship allows us to inherit the kingdom. So see what Romans 8 is telling us. He says, if we, say, if we are children of God, then we're heirs of God. And then he says, joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs, not co. <laughs> joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. Think of that. What does that mean? This is God calling us into partnership. That's what it means. That means we partner, we are God's partners on the earth. Right? We are God's partners. So the Holy, oneness with the Holy Spirit is about partnership with the Holy Spirit. It's about heirship. Right? Inheriting the kingdom and in partnership. And, and when you understand this, this partnership is conscious. You realize that there are certain things he doesn't want to do without you. You realize that certain things in, in your life, in your family, in the world depends on that partnership. When, you, when you're clear about the partnership, you don't make him responsible for what you should be responsible for. So an example of that partnership is through prayer. In Philippians 1, Paul says, I know that it will turn up for my deliverance. Through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. He was talking to the believers. Yeah? I, say, I, I said, I, I know it will turn out for, your deliver, for my deliverance through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. What does it mean? That means their prayers collaborates with the supply of the Spirit. That's a partnership. That's a partnership right there. Do you see that? So that means prayer is about divine partnership. But if I don't realize that, and you know, in, in partnership, everybody brings something to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Babes in Christ. They didn't give me my music, so I kept preaching. But Babes in Christ are spiritual dependents. Mature sons of God are partners. Ooh. Do you get that? Babes in Christ are always looking for people to pray for them. Pray for me. Give me a prophecy. Da, 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 da. Does that make sense? That's what babes in Christ. Babes in Christ are always looking for someone to prophesy to them. Eh? But mature sons of God, they contribute to the, to the system. Yeah, they contribute to the system. 
That's what, that's what they do, right? Babes in Christ come to church just to be filled. Mature sons of God come to church to bring their own supply. And when you are come together, one of you have a song. One of you have a hymn. Does that make sense? Babes in Christ come to church for atmosphere. Mature sons of God bring atmospheres with them. <laughs> That's that partnership. They definitely want me to close now. I've used every excuse under the, the heavens. <laughs> well, I mean, now I've heard my sound. There's a sound. So that's that oneness with the Spirit. That's that oneness with the Spirit. We're moving in partnership with the Holy Spirit. But where does it begin from? I must first be convinced of that framework. If I don't understand it, I am I'm lying. And the truth is not. <laughs> does that make sense? If I don't understand that legal, that uh, every other thing I would do. You know, listen, listen, I close on this. This is the third time I've said this, so I have to close. In, in Acts 3, let me show you how this partnership works. The Bible says there was a man by the gate called Beautiful. African preachers will say there was a beautiful gate, but something beautiful was not there. Please don't preach cheesy messages like that. So the Bible talks about how this man was, he could not walk. And he could not walk for a while. And so Peter, he asked Peter and John for, for arms. Now, but this is the key thing. I told you, the babes um, can be moved by the miracles. Miracles are powerful, amen, they're important. But, son, you know, mature sons of God are looking for the revelation, the wisdom. So, the guy asked them for money and Peter and John look at him and John says, silver and gold I don't have. We've made songs around that a lot but this is the bigger part. He said, such as I have, I give. So notice that that miracle came from the consciousness of what he had. Such as I have, I give. If I wanted to break religious things here, I'll begin to mess with some things. Now, I didn't say such as I have, God gives. But we know that God is the one that gave it. But he said, I give. That means there's my own deliberate, intentional release out of what God has given. So if I don't give, even though God has given, there may be no manifestation. So maybe some things in my life are just waiting for me. In the name of Jesus, I supply. In partnership with the Spirit. The guy had come to realize that he had something that he could release by consciousness. Father, we thank you for your word today in Jesus' name. Come on, let's thank him for his word. Father, we want to we wanna know this partnership. We want to like leave from this partnership. Leave from this partnership. Leave from partnership. Come on, I want you to pray for a minute. Lord, we want to leave from partnership. Ah, Wow, 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 wow. God said to Abraham, uh, uh, God said to himself, he said, can I destroy Sodom without letting Abraham know? Abraham had reached a level on pa of partnership on the earth that his, his involvement had to be registered before God did what he did. Hey, let me tell you something. You can be in ministry office, 
but that does not even bring into the partnership that we're talking about this partnership is a partnership of divine sonship Wow. This is what we need, guys. This is, this is what we need. We need, we really, really need, like, we need this partnership of the Holy Spirit. Paul prays in Corinthians, says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We said that that word fellowship is communion, partnership, and distribution. The partnership is what brings you into the distribution. <laughs> right? The partnership is what brings you into the resources of the Spirit. Ah, oh, wow. If we had time, if we had time, we'd pray into this so much more. It's what brings us into that partnership. It's what brings us into that partnership. I wanted to ask for that partnership. When you are registered, or when it's registered in your thinking about this partnership, you don't look for purpose on the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell in it. He, he already assigns you a, a, a post on the earth for you to fill. It's, it's a lack of partnership that causes us to, to walk empty and not know exactly where the pendulum of our lives needs to swing. In partnership, we don't start something for 15 years and say, I'm not doing this anymore. No, no. There is a precision level to our understanding of the will of God. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, at a level of partnership, we're not stuck. We're not stuck when it comes to resources. If our faith in that partnership goes up, goes up, our ability to access the resources that are meant to fulfill his mission is expedited. Yes, Lord. Church, I'm gonna tell you, we are in such a season of the spirit. Ah, we're in such a season of the spirit there is such a presence such power such such anointing somebody is coming into partnership in the area of the healing ministry yeah yeah someone is coming into partnership with God in that area you're coming into partnership. Now the Lord is going to begin to put a burden on your heart to intercede for those that don't feel well. Yeah, it's going to begin from there. And then you're going to begin to realize the anointings that are present in there. Son is coming into that. 